Welcome to a Healing Peace podcast. We strive to create a place where women can come together to talk, grow, be refreshed, and renewed as we navigate life's hurdles. Inside this podcast series, we discuss shaping our identity, where we provide tools for conquering life's waves. Let's dive in. Ladies, it's been great talking with you so far. We've delved into having eyes that see and maintaining peace during our lives. We will continue discussing shaping our identity. The next three episodes, we'll discuss being strengthened in our everyday lives. Before I get started, I have a question. Whomever has made the statement, I wish I had help. Or how about, I cannot do this on my own. Lord, please, please provide the strength that I need to keep making it. Or sometimes just saying, you know what? I'm done. I do not have any more strength to keep going. I am worn out. I recently experienced this with my job, this podcast, and in my relationships. I had two intense weeks with work where day and night I had aggressive deadlines, conference calls, evening calls, texts, the whole gamut. Work consumed my days, nights, and weekends. All I wanted to do was rest my aching body and simply just eat a decent meal. During this period, I also attempted to do this podcast. Why? Well, I did promise you guys every Tuesday. Not only did I have work demands, podcast demands, but also relational demands. Everything and everyone around me screamed, Kim here, Kim here, Kim here. Now, ladies, I will tell you this, after a while, I really do not want to hear my name being called. It's just too much pressure. And during this period, all I thought about was when would this be over? I wanted time for myself to think, eat, and pray. I wanted a grown-up time out. In fact, I caught myself stating, Calgon, take me away. I know I'm actually showing my age with this statement, but for my youngins who do not know this reference, feel free to Google it. I'm pretty sure you will see some YouTube videos and you'll have a blast watching the old commercials. Nonetheless, I am confident that something that I just shared, someone can relate to. I'm especially blown away by mothers, single moms, and married women. The amount of work you guys do is unbelievable. I mean, really. And to add work on top of all that, yeah, when do you guys sleep? And you know what? As I'm saying all this, I'm becoming more tired. Whew. What I expressed so far 
deals with our emotional and physical strength. Yet, at some point, I believe we all experienced moments where we were either emotionally, physically, or spiritually worn out. We require supernatural strength to make it to the next day or level. Let's look at how to acquire supernatural strength. In Ephesians 3.14-21, Paul prays for believers. We talked about the beginning of his prayer in the previous podcast where he requests that God provides his people with understanding of him. Now, Paul prays that believers may be inwardly strengthened by the Spirit. As I say this, who needs to be inwardly strengthened? I know I did and still do. The scriptures state that I can do all things through him who strengthens me. I'm pretty sure we've heard that one before. Or being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might. Sometimes we may hear these scriptures and think, how can this be? How can I do everything? How can I be strengthened with all power? I definitely do not feel all powerful. Well, I'm unsure if you caught that the word said, do all things through him and to be strengthened according to God's glorious might. It is by his might and not by our actions. It's through him that we are strengthened. In a previous podcast, I shared about a different job that went crazy on me. You see, thing, jobs, crazy, stress. Anyways, I shared that my poor job experience, I learned that I must do everything through him. When I focused on praying and asking God for help instead of my own talents, things began to work in my favor. Despite my statements, despite me just saying that, you know, I start doing these little extra things, you may be wondering on your own, huh, well, how do I allow God to strengthen me? Is it just by prayer alone? Well, Paul's prayer, or Paul's prayer requests that we are strengthened with power through the Holy Spirit in the inner man. You see, the Holy Spirit is key in being strengthened. In John 14, Jesus tells the disciples that he asked his father to give us a helper. Did you catch that? Jesus asked God on our behalf to send us help. Jesus walked this earth and he understood our obstacles. He understood about being rejected. He understood about being abandoned. He understood the being laughed at, taunted. I mean, he went through it all, exhausted. Yes, Jesus. 
And you know what? In all of his experiences, he realized that we will need help, not only emotionally and physically, but as we deal with our emotional wounds, as we work through sin, and just our plain old life, he knew that we were going to need help. Thus, he pleaded on our behalf, and he requested a helper for us, that being the Spirit. Now, the promise of the Spirit is that it will be with us forever. Thank you, God. And Jesus also says that he will not leave us as orphans. So you see, the Spirit dwells in us to ensure that we're not left alone and that we have help. The Spirit helps to teach us all things. It fills us with the fullness of God, and it brings us to a remembrance of Christ. In Ephesians 3.17, Paul reveals the result of being strengthened with the power of his spirit in our inner being is that Jesus dwells in our hearts through faith and will be rooted in love. This passage indicates that when we possess the spirit, Jesus comes and dwells in our hearts. In fact, in John 14, the scripture also reveals that when we keep God's word, God will love us and he and his son will come and make their home with us. Now, as I was looking these passages up, I scratched my head a little bit because as I read them, it revealed that we do not have to pray for Jesus to come into our hearts. I'm unsure if you heard that statement before. Usually it's presented with a prayer to ask Jesus to come into your heart as your Lord and Savior. In fact, this prayer is known as the sinner's prayer. One acknowledges his or her sins and prays for salvation. Unfortunately, at times, the emphasis of prayer alone does not correspond to the scriptures, which indicate belief in Christ. Repentance of sins, which goes beyond asking for forgiveness, but also, as John 14 indicates, it's a dedication to keeping God's word. And in that dedication, our actions change. Finally, baptism for the forgiveness of sins. And in Acts 2, it reveals that repentance and baptism coexist. We receive the Spirit. And this Spirit is the helper that Jesus was praying for. So you see, the Spirit comprises of God and Jesus sitting in our inner being, dwelling in our hearts. We don't have to pray for Jesus to enter our hearts. He does it freely. In fact, during our pursuit of salvation, we want Jesus to be on the cross. 
We don't want to pray him to us. We want him to stay on the cross. Why? When he is on the cross, he is dying for our sins. The gift of salvation that we possess is the possession of forgiveness of our sins, wrongdoings, and we invite peace, the peace of Christ in our lives instead of the chaos caused by our sins. Now, in Colossians 2, it states that through his death, we are presented to God as holy, blameless, and beyond reproach. This is incredible. Because even as being a Christian, so many times I do not feel this way. I feel yucky, shameful, guilty, just ah. But the scripture says, because of his death, I'm holy, I'm blameless. I'm beyond reproach. This is incredible. Okay, I'm looking at the time. I'm like, oh my gosh. Okay, okay, okay. I'm getting off topic. Let me get back to Paul's prayer. We receive the Spirit. It is our helper as well as a deposit of a guarantee of what is to come. That being heaven. Thank the Lord. That and after all this stuff, we get something better. But while we're still here on earth, we are strengthened by the Spirit's power. Now, I spoke briefly about being rooted in Christ's love. In fact, to be rooted and build up in Christ is to be rooted and founded in love. I would like to discuss briefly relationships that exhibit lasting love. You see, I was getting in one of my investigation modes and I was like, I want to go ask some women about their relationships with people where it exudes love. How do they gain everlasting friendships? I wanted to know. One woman in particular, her name is Lisa. She described a very loving friendship in friendships, plural. At first, I was expecting her to share the obvious. Her husband, and she had been married for about five years. I thought she was gonna talk about him. I was like, I was ready. Instead, Lisa shared about a longtime friendship. Her freshman year in high school, her parents got divorced. After the divorce, her dad moved to a different state to start his life over. It was a difficult time for her, but Lisa's best friend, Gemma, made sure that she still enjoyed high school despite the disruption in her family. Unfortunately, in her senior year of high school, tragedy struck again and her mother passed away. When she told me that, I could still see the pain in her eyes. Well, after the death of her mom, Lisa's dad, of course, wanted her to move and live with him. But her friend Gemma invited her to stay with them until she graduated. You see, Gemma's mother also passed away a few years ago and understood Lisa's loss and depression. Because of Gemma's friendship and care, 
Lisa was able to complete her last year of high school with all her friends. This act of kindness allowed her to have a little bit of normalcy. After graduating from high school, Lisa and Gemma moved to different states to attend college. Despite the distance, they remained in touch. In fact, they text each other every morning with, good morning, beautiful, or hello, gorgeous. They figured that they both could start their days with a smile. As the years went by, they kept in touch via group texting. You see, along the way, they picked up a couple more friends, and these friends joined, and, and they started texting each other. And these women, they shared their daily struggles, complaints, triumphs, and most of all, laughs. They decided to respond non-judgmentally to whatever was shared, which allowed them to be vulnerable with one another. Lisa shared that it was a blessing to help others during difficult times. And as she stated that, she paused for a moment and she said, you know what? I remember a time when Gemma helped me during my first pregnancy. She was like, I felt like I was on PMS for the entire nine months. But Gemma called every other day to make sure that someone was speaking to her. Lisa ended with, that is true friendship. You know what? I nodded in agreement. Having such receptive friends taught Lisa that life is more fun and meaningful when she shares herself with others. Now, as I share this, some may think of their own dear friends, but others may yearn to have a friendship in this manner. I don't want to dismiss your thoughts. We'll come back to those. But what I would like to do is just take a moment and focus on the attributes of love demonstrated in these friendships. You see, when you love someone, you want them to succeed. When you love someone, the love you have for that person does not change. When you love someone, you need them to be around. When you love someone, you feel steady and they make you feel stable. When you love someone, you expect them to love you back. When you love someone, you choose to love them. When you love someone, you cheer them on from the sidelines and you help them succeed. And when you love someone, you need them. And I know this may sound familiar to the one that says you need them to be around, but this one goes a little bit further because it's stating that not only do you need them around, but you also need the expression of love being provided. You know what, ladies, as I read these attributes, I reflect over my own life. It is rare, and I mean rare, to find all of these characteristics in one person. I've come close, but I know that we all yearn for it. We all search for a love that lasts a lifetime, something that weathers any storm, 
something that makes us feel like we're finally found at home. Yes, we've yearned for love. And as I state this, I'm reminded of how women are described in the Bible. More frequently, they're described as love them, which is so different than how men respond. Theirs is respect and loyalty, but for women, it's love. So in Ephesians 3, 16 through 18, Paul prays that when the spirit dwells in us, Christ dwells in us and we are rooted in love. The love I described in relationships is the type of love we are grounded in. So not only do we receive a helper, but we receive Christ's unfailing love in our hearts. The Bible also states in Romans 8 that this love can never be separated from us, not hardships, death, or danger, or the like. Nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. So yes, Christ wants us to succeed. His love does not change. He is constant in our lives. He is always around us. He makes us feel steady and stable. He always loves us back. He chooses to love us. He cheers us on and helps us to succeed. And flat out, we just need him. Ladies, I know we go through I know what we go through in our human relationships that it can be hard to phantom Christ being in us and loving us this way. Well, you know what? Paul thought so too. So as he continued to pray in Ephesians 3, 18 through 19, he acknowledges that Christ's love within us has a purpose. His purpose is to empower us with the understanding of Christ's love so that we will know the love of Christ, which surpasses all knowledge. Simply, the Spirit tells us continually about the love of Christ in a manner for us to know it for ourselves. I would like to close with the following. When we need to be strengthened, the Spirit helps us. Our helper pushes us forward by replenishing us with the fullness of God and reminding us that we are deeply loved. But not just any old kind of love. Love that gives life and provides foundation. Similarly to what a root does for a tree or plant. That is the love that is rooted in us through Christ in his spirit. Join us next week when we discuss 
healthy habits to remain strengthened. 